Welcome to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Finks. And we're back, man. Episode 94. 94. 94, man. 94. Giving you some more from the back door. <laughs> uh, man. You're freestyling. Yeah, man. Some old school freestyling, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Freestyles now be like, I'm in the middle of the promethazine. I'm in the middle of the Percocets. I'm in the middle of the. You're like, nigga, shut up. Oh, man. We just did a. Me and my boy just did a music video. Oh, really? And I felt bad. You know, it's like a lot of young rappers now. Yeah. And he was rapping about Percocets and doing dope and stuff. And I was like, just damn. I think what happens is people, they look at what. What else is they they regurgitate what's successful yeah. instead of what they really feel? Yeah, like dude, stop talking about Percocets and Molly and all of that, man. That shit yeah. is killing people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these motherfuckers need to shut the fuck up. But that's a topic for a later discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think more people should make art from their heart because a lot a lot of this music will sound completely different. Like that guy, I don't know what his life would be like or was like growing up or whatever. But right. you know, he may really be passionate about politics but since he wanted to be a rapper he got to right. rap about percocets and promethazine and yeah he doesn't have to rap about that he just feels like he has to because of you know society what's cool yeah people fall prey to what's cool instead of what's them yeah do if, if you can't make it being yourself then fuck it don't try to be like anyone else yeah you get a lot more respect hell way. yeah mm-hmm. yep all right so, uh let's get into the first topic uh will smith dropped some knowledge um, just some jewels. It made a lot of sense that we've talked about on the podcast, but he just did it in such a profound way. We got to share it. So mm-hmm. here's a clip. Everybody has dreams. And and and, and as much as you, you, you want to be able to listen a little bit because somebody's going to give you a gem, but you nobody knows but you. You can't get advice on what you should do with your life, right? Nobody knows what you are. Like even even sometimes you don't really even know what you what you are. You got to take your shot. And it's like as much as you want people to agree and you want the people around you to be supporting your dreams and all. It's not going to be like that all the time. You got to do it alone and people will help you. And once you when you get the ball rolling, people will jump on. But if you don't believe nobody else is going to believe people come along because your belief is so insane. That your belief is so strong that makes people be like, yo, this crazy ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my ass something. My ass something. <laughs> you know, you is a little funny. You is a little funny. <laughs> you know, but you know, following your dreams is a lonely, solitary, scary, dangerous pursuit. You can't wait for somebody to think you can do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they, they, cause they don't think you can do nothing they can't do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Bingo. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's a lonely, scary, dangerous pursuit. And you got to be willing to risk everything to become that seed of what you believe you gotta be is in there. Mm-hmm. You got to be, be fearless. fearless. You got to be relentless. All right, man. Uh, if you guys got the gist of it, um, Will Smith says some pretty profound stuff. Uh, Basically, the belief in yourself has to be so crazy that motherfuckers jump on board. There's a lot of people that listen to this podcast only because they have an idea of where we want to take this thing. Right. If we were some people getting on here, not talking about shit every week and just, you know, making sound effects and being idiots. 
most of these people wouldn't be tuning in and giving a fuck about what we have to say. But there's some people that have literally listened to every fucking episode. And the only reason why they give a shit is because we've bought into ourselves. And I think that's important. You know what I mean? Excuse me for my voice. I lost my voice watching these goddamn playoffs. Nigga, Eddie was watching the games alone. Oh, man. Yeah, man. I'm passionate about the podcast, passionate about the fucking games. Nigga in here yelling at the walls. Oh, man. That was a great Niner game, man. Shit. Oh, man. That's funny. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely. He he said a lot of good stuff in there. Um, And, um, you know, this is, I think it's, it's, it's very important for, people on his journey of success or people on his journey of you know trying to be a being be an artist and putting your 10,000 hours in to to listen to guys like Will Smith and I, sometimes yeah. I'd be feeling like Will Smith although he is um, a person that's extremely successful I feel like a lot of stuff he's saying is not even for himself right I feel like a lot of it is you know he's, he's talking um, to people and for that you know that that those two people that have a podcast right. in the middle of Bakersfield or something like that. Um, because he's, he's, he's doing pretty good in life. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And, um, but a lot of the stuff he says, it, it, ha- it has a way of, of really hitting home. You know what I mean? So I think that's, I think that's pretty cool. But, yeah. you know, um, one of the, the things that stuck out to me is, was that idea of solitude. Um, and me and my, me and my boy Pat was talking about it. Um, on our way back from LA and he was just talking about this idea Pat was about, about um, how good he feels to be alone. Right. You know what I mean? Like he, you know, sitting with his own thoughts, whether he's editing music videos or doing whatever, but that solitude is, you know, it, it brings him a certain joy and, and he has a family and whatnot and children and whatnot. But I think that solitude is, um, is necessary and, yeah, you, and you yeah and you definitely you could get a lot of thoughts off you know what i mean you don't you don't have other voices clouding your 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 thinking or you don't have to worry about anything else but you're just like sitting in a certain calmness right. that um could help you thrive and yeah. that, at the end of the day that's all you have of course there's people that believe in you of course you have people that are um supporting you or people that you work with or whatever but at the end of the day um as much as this life is a team sport, um, you have to hold up your end of the bargain. It's like even though basketball is a team sport, when LeBron James passes you the ball, if you don't knock the shot down, then we lose. We, right. Me and Eddie was just watching the 49ers game. There was a certain defensive back in the game, and he was getting beat a lot. Yeah. And throughout these playoffs or you know, throughout the last you know, quarter of the season, they were throwing the ball to his side a lot. Right. And they finally made a decision to take him out of the game, and we won the first playoff game. So right. it's, um, you know, I just say that to say, like, there's a, there's a certain solitude you have to have and a certain self-belief that you have to have when you're, when you're walking through life or when you're maneuvering through life because, um, you know, no one else is going to take you to a place where you're not taking yourself already. Right. You, know, you need that on. You need to put the battery in your own back. You know what I mean? You can't, yeah. you can't wait on anybody. You can't. Like I have to wake myself up in the morning and you know make these things happen. Um, even with this podcast, we we do it every Sunday. And if I'm not holding up my end of the bargain, then the podcast is not going to come out. 
and same thing with Eddie. Like we have to be active in this whole thing, and yeah. you know, in order to to bring forth this content. Yeah. Another thing too, man. Um, uh, the way the way, for example, me, the way I thrive in my solitude is since I'm a truck driver, I have a lot of time to think. And when I'm driving, I'm like, you know what? Let me savor these moments of me driving this truck because I ain't doing this shit no more in the next couple of years. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna be self. I'm gonna be self made, self paid. I'm not gonna be fucking with trucks no more. Yeah, I'm not gonna be worrying about. Oh, I need to get the load on this day. I need to do that. Okay, I'm doing my job great the way I'm doing it, but I'm not gonna be doing it in the next couple of years. Yeah. Okay. So I keep that in mind and I reaffirm the belief in myself when I when I when I have this time to myself. Yeah. I know that no one's gonna do anything for me. A lot of people don't believe in me. They may say, Oh man, Eddie, yeah, your podcast is pretty good. I like it, man. I listen to it all the time. But you think this is where it stops. You think this is where, oh man, Eddie and Keith are pretty good, but you know, eventually they're gonna have to get a you know gonna just be working like everyone else. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. And if you believe that, then fuck you too, okay? Because mm-hmm. ain't no way that this is you telling me this is all I can get. This is the this is the best I could do. No, thank you. Yeah. I'll pass on that. Mm-hmm. There's so much more that is out there for us, man. Not to mention, God didn't create us to work and die, mm-hmm. okay? There's no way you're gonna tell me that I'm gonna go to a job and then just eventually I'm gonna just die. When I'm done, I want to crawl. I want to have so much stuff crossed off my bucket list. Remember, I, at the beginning of the podcast, like episode twenty or so, I said, "Man, I got to do stand up comedy," and I did that. Then I said, and "Then me and Keith have some other things that we personally had talked about," and then we start doing that. Another thing I'm putting out to myself is that now I have to jump out of a fucking plane, right? Mm-hmm. These are all the things that I'm challenging myself to do. May not mean much to everyone else, but I think that when you conquer these things inside. One by one, you're setting up that next big thing for yourself, mm-hmm. right? I don't even have fear at this point. You know, for, for a living, I drive gasoline. I drive 7,800 gallons of gasoline around for a living, mm-hmm. okay? So I'm not scared of much. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I, when, I, when I think about what Will Smith was saying, I think that you have to be speaking a certain language to really understand it. Now, to the outside world, it sounds great. Like, oh, you, you see that video from Will Smith? Man, it's great. It was pretty good. It's pretty cool. And then you're just going to go to your job. You're just going to do what you do. And I'm not trying to shit on anyone else. But at the, what, 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 that message reaffirmed the belief I had in myself. And that's why I shared that video with Keith mm-hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think Keith really gave a shit at the moment. But then he looked at it and he's like, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's some titties and ass, I ain't gonna watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, these these chicks on Instagram are off the chain, bro. Have you seen those thought bots that pop up? Nah. Okay, they got the thought thought bots. Uh They're thought bots. Basically, there's like chicks that want to start like some thirst trap page where they, you know, they have like these private fucking things on their page where you could click on it, subscription Mm -hmm. stuff, whatever. But it'll be like a, a picture. It'll be like a video from Will Smith, something motivational. And then you'll see a thought bot pop up and they're like, I bet you haven't uh, seen a girl this uh, as pretty as me. Click on my profile and you'll find out. And I'm like, at the end of the video? No, in oh. the comments. Oh, in the Instagram, comments. Oh. <laughs> these funny. thought bots pop up. Yeah. And I'm just bots. like, what the fuck? I've clicked on a page before and it was just some chick twerking or having a tits mm-hmm. out. Ladies, you're you, you don't have no idea. Like you, you are so much more than 
twerking. Cut this fucking bullshit out, man. Yeah. Cut this shit out. Mm-hmm. You know, but I was having this argument um, about about I don't even want to say it. Never mind. Okay, well, you, yeah, just, you but just wasted our fucking time. I'll tell Eddie off air, but I I just don't want to bring it up on the podcast. Yeah, the listeners wanted to hear it, and you just fucking blew it. Well, right? if you want to hear it, just call my number. It's 661 But I had this idea about about the whole solitude thing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just want to um, pose all of the listeners out there. If, if you're a person that constantly needs noise around... Um, I would suggest that you switch it up um, for a few days. You know right. what I mean? Like if you're a person that listens to music on the drive to work every morning, or if you, you know, if you hit the road um, and you and you constantly need music, you constantly need a podcast going on. After right. you listen to a Trucker's Mind podcast, just you know, turn the music off, turn everything off, and just you know, just sit. Right. You know, I, and I'm not a person that necessarily meditates, but I think the like a version of it that I do. <clears throat> excuse me. When I was coming home, I was I was driving. Uh, I drove home from L.A. the other day, and um, I had called a couple people on the phone. But after that, because um, I had a long conversation with my cousin because I hadn't seen him in uh, over a year, but I had a long conversation with him, and um, you know we talked about a few things. And you know sometimes when when you get into these deep conversations, you don't really have all the answers right then and there. You right, know what right, I mean? right. Because you know, depending on the time of day, you may be a little bit tired. You know, you may have forgot something in the conversation. So a lot of things I wasn't able to express how I normally would be able to. And then when I when I got on a ride home, um, I was just thinking about the conversation and um, just thinking about like stuff that I would have said or ideas that I would have had um, during that conversation. And if I was playing music or if I was listening to a podcast or whatever, I wouldn't have been able to actively think about those things right so that's why i think it's important for the listeners out there to just sit with your thoughts for a little bit you know set uh, set out time in the day to turn off everything and just you know sit with your thoughts and think about stuff think about your history think about your past think about why you do certain things and you know it's, it's almost like a little therapy session with, oh, session yeah. with yourself you know what i mean 100 percent. so it's basically like basically therapy is turning the mirror on yourself, but you're talking to someone, but you can do that without a therapist. I'm not saying that therapy's bad or anything. I'm just saying that it's the time to reflect. So when I'm listening to music, when I'm at work or I'm listening to the podcast, I'll pause it and I'm just driving and I'm like doing things like certain, I won't say exercises, but I'm kind of thinking out loud sometime. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? You're like, this ain't, this ain't it. You know what I mean? This is not going to be, this is not in, this is not it for me, mm-hmm. you know, or I'll just be thinking about what I want to do and what I'm trying to create. And I'll be like, ah, oh. sometimes I'll think out loud and I'll be like, oh man, yeah, I got to get that done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to get that done now. That's why your voice is hoarse now. And you thinking out loud during these football games. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I just think these things are important, man. When you believe in yourself and you have this trajectory for where you want to go, you can't let anything fuck with that. Nothing. Like there's nothing that could get in between that. Mm -hmm. And uh, like he said, you gotta be, you gotta be with your thoughts. Sometimes people are so ashamed of themselves. They don't want to be alone. They want to be, it's always noise. It's always a a dysfunctional relationship in a way. It's always alcohol in a way. It's always loud music in a way. It's always you running away. Mm -hmm. Sit the fuck down and, and try to figure out who you are and where you want to be. That shit's important. Yeah, that that could be scary too. 
Yes, I it mean, can. You you're you have to in your mind, like you say, you're sitting with your thoughts, but you're also replaying traumatic experiences. Yes. You're replaying things that your parents said, things that people have said in past relationships, your your brother, your sister, whomever. And you just have to sit there and think about these things. And right. you have to, you know, deal with them emotionally. So it's a scary thing, but you know, that's what we have to do as human beings to progress. Because if you're yeah. just holding all these things inside and and trying to, you know, hide them in this this room, tuck them off in this room, they're going to come to light someday. Yeah, man. And, and I think the time you have alone as well um, in regards to what, you know, especially what Keith is talking about, when I'm at the gym and I'm working out and I'm listening to music and I'm just like I'm on my own, I'm in my own zone, I have this this visualization of in five years or a couple of years of how I look. And what I'm wearing and what I'm driving and where I live and who I'm talking to, all these things are something that I visualize now. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the only person that I'm taking advice from in regards to where I want to be is my higher self. Mm-hmm. It's almost like my higher self tells me like, hey, man, you've been doing that. That's not enough, bro. Yeah. You want to get here? You're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. And it's just that sound. It's January of the 11th. And I feel like it's certain days where I'm like, yo, I could have did more. Mm-hmm. It's things you got to start. Like I sent Keith some, some stuff earlier just to let him know I was invested in what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. So if I have any, if I have any, uh, uh, if, if I have any idea that, you know, I want Keith to assist me in any way, I need to prove and show to him like, yo, this is what I'm trying to do. Yeah. You know, and just day by day, man, it's just getting that ball rolling and then just keep going. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't feel like I've done enough in 2020 and it's only the 11th. Yeah. It's the 12th. It's the 12th now, right? And then the 13th will be the day the podcast come on. All right. Okay. Thanks for <laughs> making me look stupid. <laughs> I was having a moment. <laughs> Keith came in fucking. Oh, man. My grandma, Keith. Um, I have this, um, what you call it? I don't know what the word would be, but. I always have to correct people, oh, yeah. which is, is, I don't know if it's a good or bad trait, but I just always have to. And I remember my grandma would always say, don't correct grownups. And that's a bad advice, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is bad <laughs> advice. You know what I mean? She was wrong a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But yeah, definitely, yeah. man. Um, I think I think we hit it on the head. Yeah. Shout out to Will Smith for yeah, you know, if if you're a person out there, you're not really familiar with what Will Smith is doing across social media. You should definitely uh, follow his, his Instagram and his uh, yeah. and his YouTube page. Yeah. I, uh, one last thing. Oh, I wanted to say this real quick about Keith. Like Keith is the type of nigga that, like, let's say for example, you'd be like, "Oh, I'm having chest pains." <laughs> Keith would be like, "I think you're dying." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure if you look it up on WebMD, it means you're dying. <laughs> oh man no but here's the thing man um one thing will smith really said is is like uh this is just what i'll say though Mm -hmm. i think that if you're creating anything in any capacity before before you get to that serious point i remember um i was having dinner with this girl Mm -hmm. and um i forgot exactly what she was doing I can't even think of it. But to go along with that idea that I just, like, if someone's chest was hurting, I was like, I think you have, um, 
I, was, I forget what she did, but I was like, dang, I think you have autism. And it was kind of like, <laughs> oh, she was telling me that she can't understand sarcasm. Oh. And I was like, oh, that sounds like you have a little bit of, he's somewhere on the spectrum of autism. And she was like, probably like, man, fuck you. Oh, <laughs> well, you're it's, not autistic. You understood that joke. So this date I, is over. Yeah, this date is not over. getting any vagina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. That's crazy. That'd be crazy. She's throwing it back and she's like, who's autistic? <laughs> that, was not, that was not a joke about autism, folks. It was a lighthearted joke. Okay? Oh, I'm dead. It's not a joke about <laughs> autism. We do not make fun of autistic people, okay? Jeez. Uh, yeah, that mug, funny. Uh, but, <laughs> but here's You like the deal. that Asperger's pussy, huh? Oh! You like <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, man. Oh, we need a referee. <laughs> Throw a flag. <laughs> Throw a flag on Keith. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to my boy Grant, man. And he would understand what I'm talking about. So. Oh, yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, <laughs> here's the thing, though. If, you're, if you create anything in any capacity... Whatever you do, don't pander to people and say, hey, do you think this is good? Do you like this? Do you think it's this is what you do? Get the content, put it out, mm-hmm. keep putting it out, relentlessly put it out. And when people get back at you, let it be an organic exchange. Mm-hmm. If they're like, yo, I love that video you made. Yo, I love your podcast. Yo, I love this. Let I'd rather have that type of exchange or that type of interaction than bum rushing someone and saying hey do you like this hey do you like it hey man Mm -hmm. i don't want to solicit anything to anyone i want when people come across keith or my profile on instagram or they come across the the podcast i want you to be engaged like naturally that's all i want and i think that everyone should do the same thing and this kind of goes off what will smith said he said People aren't going to believe in you until you believe in yourself. I think anyone that believes in themselves is not trying to get anyone to believe in them. They just do what they do. Yeah, it's, it's, I feel like it's, it's almost like a, how would you put it? It's just like a, a one-way street. You right. Know, there's not even traffic going the other direction. It's just you, right. you know, on this, in the street. And then you have spectators on the side and they either, you know, checking out what you're doing or they trying to hop on the bandwagon or whatever it is. But right. you're not worried. It's like, you know, when the horses wear their little blinders because right. they, you know, they get distracted by other people. Horses. And other, yeah. Other horses and stuff. They got, they get distracted by little people beating horses while they run. Ah. <laughs> That's fucking animal abuse, man. Reverse cowgirl. <laughs> <laughs> That's abuse, man. Yeah, he was spanking them horses. Yeah, them horses don't want to get their ass whooped. They're like, this nigga's crazy. He whooping my ass. I, I got to run faster. The, the whole time, the horse is trying to knock this short midget motherfucker off his back. That's all he's trying to do, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Mm-hmm. Um, Recently, Lonnie Love from that show, The Real, right? She's on The Real? Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, she had talked about black men cheating. Uh, Insert clip here. In the black community, I want to, you know, I don't speak for the black community, but I do think that a lot of black men, they really don't know how to have true, faithful relationships. They think because they have money 
because they have power that they can treat women any kind of way. Lonnie Love is saying things. And that <laughs> is something we need to work on. We need to work on uh, that. That together. money and power does not mean that you I can guess. just do whatever you want to do. I think sadly in so many cultures, that is the whole yeah. machismo thing. Like, yes. that is... That goes across the board, but I, I'm going to no, say... it's not across the board because what is happening is that we are still dealing with the point of uh, slavery and we are descendants of slavery. And because our families were broken up, we still do not have an idea of wh- how to have together families because our families were broken up. All right, man. Uh, what I take from that clip is this. I take away from it that there's a little bit of bitterness there. I take from that clip mm-hmm. that that this is a reflection of her own reality right yeah um, you know only black men think if they got money then they could and it's like lady look here how about what you do is just shut the fuck up okay because i'm not trying to force my ideology on anyone i'm not saying that's exactly what she was doing but this you got to be very careful when you have a platform and you have a name and you putting that message out in the world you need to you need to do a better job of you know you can say like you know um, when you say black men, it just make us look bad. Yeah, you got to stop. I mean, we got enough stereotypes as it is, but then you talking about black men cheating and talking about slavery—that's too fucking deep. Yeah, it would, she just went way too. Yeah. She went off the scale with this, off yeah. the Richter with this one. Stick to eating burgers. Oh okay? uh, <laughs> no! <laughs> Somebody <laughs> probably cheated on her. A, b- a black man probably cheated on her. Right. And then she started creating this whole scenario in her right. mind about the right. reasons why he cheated. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even Charlemagne talks about, you know, he cheated due to insecurities and these, th- these type of things. Ego. And ego and, you know, a bunch of stuff like that. Um, I do think that some people cheat for those deep, you know, convoluted psychological reasons. But right. I also think that some people cheat because... It's, it's some good pussy on the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I I just don't think that everything in the world is just this deep it's conversation like that, yeah. that needs to be had. Right. Um, if you're a, a celebrity and you got a wife at home and you're on the road and it's a bunch of groupies out there and you ended up, you know, sleeping with, you know, whoever came to your show. It's probably not that deep. It's probably just that you wanted to have sex and, you know, there was a girl, you know, you might have been drunk a little bit and it just happened. But um, yeah, to, to go along with some of the other things she said, um, she said something about, um, you know, we through a his, in a historical context as slaves, we were taken away from our family. So black men don't know how to have don't know how to like thrive in the family dynamic i'm just like what are you talking about stop it i know plenty of black men that are out there and they even 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 the cheating and then having the family is like completely separate things i know guys that are cheating and you know they get pussy on the side a little bit here and there and they come back home and they're the they're the the perfect dad and an okay husband in a sense because <laughs> you still cheating on your wife but like yeah. you, you i mean you're doing everything you supposed to in a, in a home setting but um that doesn't affect the actual family dynamic in a sense exactly. I, it affects it in a like in 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 a case where you guys break up but yeah. if he's just cheating and he's still taking care of his kids and he's still taking care of his wife and then he's still taking care of everything else and and the, and i'm not condoning cheating by any means i'm just saying that what she was saying is too 
like she just went way too deep with the with the simple yeah. you know simple cheating yeah that's 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 bullshit and it's not as complex as people always try to make it yeah. and then they make it a, a black man issue when the cheating it, just infidelity in general is a general issue like it's not like a black man you know and it makes it bad too when another black person is putting out these fucking stereotypes yeah and it's like yo lady chill okay yeah. Do what you need to do, but it also comes back to responsibility. And I think that if you are making um, bad choices in regards to you're choosing a guy because, you know, you like him and he's handsome to you or whatever, and then he fucks you over, you didn't make an in-depth decision of which man you chose, and it turned out bad. So now you have to generalize every black man walking this fucking planet. Yeah. I've dealt with white girls, black women, Mexican chicks, and I... and I've had situations that haven't been great, but I didn't say, oh, man, these, these Mexican girls, I ain't never messing with them again. Oh, man, these white girls ain't no good. Oh, man, these black girls, all they want to do is, like, I don't do that shit. Yeah. It's about the person. Yes, yeah, individual cases. It's for individual, everything. yeah, for everything. Mm-hmm. And pretty much all women the same. The only difference is to me is, you know, the culture. And I don't mean they're the same as mm-hmm. the same. They're all human beings is what I'm saying. What if line, What if somebody was... In Lonnie Love's comments are mentioned like, oh, all black girls is bitter. All black girls right. hate black men because from, you know, some historical context where they were taken away from them. It's it just like you can't do that. Yeah. Lonnie know? Love tripping. She just mad because they took the Popeye's chicken sandwich away. <laughs> <laughs> Lonnie yeah. Love and Popeye chicken. Love that chicken. No, it'd be like, <clears throat> it'd be like, Lonnie, love that chicken <laughs> <from> Popeye's. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you know what my thing is i ain't gonna front lonnie love look like she gets some good head yeah she probably do man but see that's the misogynistic <laughs> side that's the misogynistic side we, we gotta working get on myself man. yeah we gotta we, we gotta get rid of that man <laughs> you know it'll be some shit like it, this is how look we're all rapidly learning and unlearning things and i know if there's women listeners they're probably like oh that's that's wrong but look here, ladies, you got some toxic shit in you that you need to get the fuck out, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you see that guy walking down the street with his shirt off and be like, ooh, I bet he can do this and he mm-hmm. can do that. Mm-hmm. I know. I've heard y'all. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know. But sometimes you see a girl walking down the street or whatever, or you see her on TV, be like, oh, she got some nice lips. Girl, that, that's the thing, man. Like, they be always acting like it's just men doing these things. Yeah. It's, the, it's the same thing be happening in, in whoever comments, Chris Brown. Oh, or, yeah. Uh, Amari Hardwick, every time this nigga take his shirt off in power, it's all kind right. of, you know, trending on Twitter and all Man. kind of stuff. So I'm like, don't, I just hate the fact that they be trying to act like it's always men. It's men, men, men. Right. Men sexualize women and men do this and men right. do that. It's just like, it's society overall because like, right. women do the same thing. Yeah. And it's talk, it's talk. Men have toxic issues. Let's not get it twisted. We're not trying to say they don't, but yeah. women, y'all got some toxic motherfucking ways. Women got creed. To get a sequel. Right. This nigga Michael B. Jordan did some crunches and, you know, did some push-ups and whatnot and then threw some body oil on. Right. And all the women showed out and showed up and showed out. So. Yeah, these girls went to watch Creed with a fucking vibrator. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> you, you don't, don't take, oh man, if I had a girlfriend, I would not take her to watch Creed. I'd say, hey, go there with your friends and watch that shit. Yeah. Not because I'm insecure, but because I know that my girlfriend's gonna be like, oh my god, look mm, at Michael him. B. Jordan. Mm. Uh, if you go to a movie with your girl, that's this is the toxic way right here. 
If you go to a movie with your girl and there's some fine ass girl with a big old booty coming there and you like, damn, that ass is fat. Oh my God. She'd be like, she wow, you fucking jerk. in her mind. You're such a jerk. You're mm-hmm. an asshole. Mm-hmm. Right. But when Michael B. Jordan come across the screen with, with the sweat on him looking like a honey bun. This thing still. <laughs> y'all over there like, oh my God. Looking like a honey bun with a six pack. Yeah. Yeah. Look, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Right. Hey, look, look here. Look here. I'll be honest. Michael B. Jordan's a handsome dude. I know that. Much respect to him, right? Yeah. Great actor, right? And I wouldn't be so much jealous if he came across the screen and my girl was saying that stuff. But I'd be like, yo, I couldn't say the same thing if I seen, you know, like I see Margot Robbie come across the screen. I'm like, oh, man, Margot got some nice lips. I wonder what she could do with them lips. (laughs) (laughs) But y'all see Michael B. Jordan and be like, pull out the vibrator. Can I get a large popcorn and a vibrator? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They'd be like, can I get a large uh, large popcorn and some AAA batteries? <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking batteries be drained by the end of that movie. <laughs> oh man, see be soaking wet too. Yeah, they gotta come. They gotta come out there with some motherfucking. Fe- <laughs> by the time the movie over, they gotta put for fe- breeze on them seats. <laughs> oh man, uh, close. Uh, this is gonna be closed temporarily. <laughs> gonna close a the theater temporarily. There's just too much pussy juice all over the place. We can't have it open right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's comedy why why is it we do the same voice for every like person that owns like a, somebody that works in a theater works at jack in a box it's always some teenager with a real nasally voice i'm, I'm sorry sir we're gonna close it. <laughs> oh man can you funny. imagine if if uh, uh, uh if like the whole pussy juice incident happened and they gave you like a scientific explanation for it. It'd be a nerd. He'd be like, uh, we have to close it. Uh, why is it closed, man? I mean, uh, the molecular tubing is, uh, <laughs> the molecular structure of the H2O is just too viscous. <laughs> uh, the saturation. Is uh, the viscosity of the seed is just too much. <laughs> the oil component the oil components of the pussy is just too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fragility of the pussy. <laughs> fragility. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're just fucking man. around, man. But honestly, though, I would say this in regards to Lonnie Love. Lonnie Love, if somehow you get a chance to come across this podcast in any way, I want to let you know, do better. Right. And I say that to you, but I say that to myself because sometimes I have these ideas of women like, man, these girls is terrible. You know, all they want to do is be half naked on the Internet, man. All all these girls want is attention. You know, all they want to do is this. And I catch myself and say, nope, those are the women that you see. But there are a ton of women that have goals and aspirations yeah, and, doing and, stuff with them lives. Yeah, what they lie. They're doing shit with their lives. They're not pandering to men for attention. Yeah. You know, they have real, you know, they have a substance. There's a ton of women like that. Right. Yeah. But I think that the bad things are what stick out the most. Yeah. Right. It's just like watching the news. How much of that news is usually good? Hardly none of it. Mm-hmm. They leave the good news at the end. Like we gave y'all all this bad shit. For 45 minutes, but the last like somebody saved 15 minutes, somebody saved a puppy, somebody saved a cat. So we we tend to look at the loud shit. Yeah. Like we we tend to not look, we we tend to not to to give people like, uh, this is completely a tangent, but 
we tend to like not really give people like Nipsey Hussle his flowers while he's alive, but we pay all the attention to Takashi Six Nine, right? Yeah, that's the type of brain. That's the type of brain that we have. So in regards to Lonnie Love, she is paying attention to the loudness of the bad men out in the world or the men have treated her bad instead of looking at the good examples of men who are good fathers, good husbands, good examples, men with integrity, men with careers. She want to talk about the niggas is cheating. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And to go along with that statement you made about about women and, you know, how you got to check yourself. Right. I remember uh, a time it was like me and a couple of my friends and we was just talking about like women and, you know, just different women. Yeah, man, these girls always doing this. These girls always doing that. You know, girls just be out the club all, every weekend, right. just trying to get dick down and stuff. Right, right, right. And um, I remember I was talking to this girl at the time, <clears throat> and she was like the complete opposite of that. Right. And it felt good knowing that, like, you know, and I told her that too. I was like, yo, it was, I was like, you know, I just, I appreciate you because, you know, you don't, you're the opposite of what, you know, men, like the stereotypes that men right. have about women and, right. um, you know, I just let her know that. But you know, it's the same same sort of thing with this situation. It's like you can't generalize, generalize anything. Everyone is unique. Everyone yeah. has um, you know, specific things that they do or specific traits that they have. Right. And um, for for her to try to generalize everybody, and there's there's men that are extremely faithful and 100%. have never even you know don't even have an inkle of a or a thought of cheating on their wife. They're right. just madly in love. So right. Yeah, she got to chill with those statements. And the what thing, I think what she did mostly is sometimes when you're on these shows, and I don't know uh, how much pre-production they do, but that sounded like a, a little bit of a rant, an emotional right, rant. You right. know, there wasn't. It didn't seem like, and which is a, um, you know, that's just in general. And you know, I just talked about not generalizing people, but right, 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 right. Typically, um, women tend to be more emotional, and then men t- tend to be more logical with their thoughts, right? Um, and rational. of course, you know, of course, there's there's men that are extremely emotional, um, especially when you get some good pussy and she try to break up with you. Yeah, she try to leave. You're like, man, that pussy was so good, man. <laughs> man, that pussy was so tight, man. What the fuck, man. Shantae, you- Shantae, come back. How you gonna leave me with that pussy? You like your pussy just too wet. The molecular structure of your pussy is just too good. I have to get it. I have to get it again. <laughs> Let me get one more time. Come on, girl. Come on, man. I'll do anything. I'll marry you right now. That's how niggas really be talking. Yeah, yeah. I'll put a ring on it, girl. I'll never leave you again. Yeah. How you gonna suck my dick like that? Again? <laughs> Did uh, you ever see that? It was a one video. I think uh, it was floating around the internet, but uh, a dude, a, a girl was just chilling inside of the house, and I think she was like recording her man doing the wildest stuff. He was like breaking into the house, like, hey, you ain't gonna leave me. Don't leave me, girl. Don't leave me. He was just beating down the door, like the window. I mean, the door was just like half busted open. I think she I've was, seen that. yeah. And he went crazy. Yeah. At the end, he was like, Ah, I mean, the only thing that can do that is some good wet pussy. Nah, it's it's a mixture between good pussy and um good pussy and medication that he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) That nigga was real crazy for real. (laughs) Yeah, pussy couldn't help him. That was yeah, crazy. That'd be crazy. What if what if they came out with a pill that just calmed men down? Like instead of like actually having sex, it would be like the pill. The pill will give you the sensation. The sensation of sex. Of sex. Yeah. That that'd go. That'd fly off the shelves. That'd be flying. 
Mm -hmm. What'd be crazy is all these girls that be like thinking they the the shit. All of a sudden, they ain't gonna be getting nobody texting them back no more. Man, because you get. I mean, it's um, um, it's basically good pussy without any complications. That's crazy. You just be busting all day. Just be sad. You be in solitude, sitting with your own thoughts, trying to think of a business, and just busting nuts. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shouldn't I took that pill at church? <laughs> oh man, oh, watching, man. listening to Gary V and busting nuts. Gary V just does. <laughs> like I talked to Keith the other day about Gary V. I think Gary V is awesome, man. But I think that sometimes he be saying some shit that's just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like he talks to so many people. That he just like <laughs> he'll say some shit like he really likes hearing himself talk like he really does if you pay attention to his videos. But he was talking to this young guy and the young guy asked him a question and he was like uh, gratitude and he's like, but I live with my mom and I don't know what it- gratitude, young man, hmm. gratitude. Young man. <laughs> and the kid was like, I- I'm trying to, I don't know what it- have some gratitude, young man. And then the kid said. Appreciate your time. And the kid walked off confused as a motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, Gary, come on. You can't leave that kid like that. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, in closing with Lonnie Love, this is one last thought. Um, you also have to be sure that you're the woman, if you, that you're woman enough to have the man that you want that won't dog you out. See, here's the thing that I think. I question myself, am I man enough for the woman that... I want in my life, mm-hmm. right? I know that I have not become my higher self yet. I know that I'm still working. And I know that through that work, I will meet a woman that has like a parallel path, not exactly the same way, but we'll be more or less on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. So are you woman enough? And this may come off extremely misogynistic, but I don't care if mm-hmm. you want to cut off a part of what I'm saying and not listen to the, it's it in its, in its totality. That's your problem. But I'm saying that you need to make sure also that all these poor reflections of men that you have, are they because the men are poor and terrible people or is it because you're not woman enough to have the man that you want? Yeah. So question that also, right? Mm -hmm. I think we all should. I question that for me. Mm -hmm. So, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. Switching gears. This is, this is, this is not really the same thing, but it's different. It says, uh, basically, some people, and in our case, since we're talking about women in this case, and women, you can take this um, and apply it to men, but some women can miss out on a good man by judging him for where he is instead of where he's going. Mm-hmm. What I've noticed is, you know, a lot of women will base a man off of just this weird metric, like, ah, uh, you know. It's like the American dream right, of a man type thing. Right. Oh, he doesn't have a house yet. Or, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, he does this. Or, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't work here. Or, oh, he does this. I think a lot of times women miss out and they deal with a dude that may have those things, but he's not a good man. See, here's a, this is what women need to understand. If you're dealing with a dude, that's working a part-time job and going to school full-time. He don't have a lot of money. He probably drives a Honda Accord. He might live with his uncle or his brother or his cousin, but he has aspirations of being a manager or CEO or uh, um, entrepreneur, right? And you don't fuck with him because he ain't got a lot of money, right? You might have left a really good man. But yeah. you're you going to fuck with that dude that drive a Camaro and make $150,000 a year and he's good looking, but he don't know how to be a man. All he does is chase pussy. 
You know, all he does is not treat you right. Mm-hmm. But a lot of women fuck up when they do it, and men do the same thing, right? Men, and in regards to men, men will find a woman who, you know, it might be a woman that looks okay, but she ain't no beauty queen, you know, but she's going to school, you know, she has a pretty good job, you know, whatever, but we'll go after the chick that don't really got nothing to offer, but got some big old titties and a nice, nice figure. And yeah. you know, she's cute, and we start talking to her instead of talking to the woman that actually has substance. Yeah, you know it's fucked up, but that's the way the world. It's a got a, a lot of good looking shallow women out there. Yeah, man, your toe was your foot was on by my leg, man. I didn't touch you. Yeah, what you did? You. Yeah, oh, nigga, low. You know what I'm saying? Come on, These long man. toes. You know what I mean? Damn. You know what that means? <laughs> long toes, long toes, long hoes. <laughs> oh man! All right. <clears throat> um. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think there's plenty of examples of people that were down on their luck and are extremely successful now. I think you know. I think uh, one of these um. I guess an underrated trait in in someone is is the ability to see the potential in someone else. Right. You right. know that's why a lot of these record executives and you know guys like Jay Z and um, you know these other these other label owners and stuff are make so much money because they have the ability to take you know a Kanye West who's you know just making beats on the MPC or whatever and, right. you know, see the potential of him, you know, selling out, you know, arenas and, you know, having multi-platinum albums and stuff like that. So right. <clears throat> not too many people can do it, but I think we have to um, you know, look at ourselves and, 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 and see um, if it, if it's even possible. I, re- I know this girl, she was, she met this guy at, I think it was at a hospital or something like that. And I don't even know how they started talking, but for for whatever reason, they started talking. And um, they seemed to really hit it off. And, you know, there was, they exchanged numbers and, you know, they were texting back and forth. And, um, you know, I don't really know how the conversation went, but they're still hanging out um, to this day. And I remember she said she was like, because this girl is a teacher. So, you know, um, being a teacher, you you pretty much have your career set, you know. Unless you know the world ends, or you know, usually teachers teach for a long time and they retire, and you know they they have you know pretty good careers, and you know they make a good amount of money. And um, <clears throat> what she was saying, she was like, when she was describing him, she was like, yeah, he's this, he's he's this, this, this. She was like, he's not working right now, but I think he's uh, trying to get back into, you know, something like that. But the statement that I remember is he's not working right now. And I thought that was pretty profound because, you know, I don't know what this guy's personality is like or I don't know, uh, um, you know, if he's planning on getting a job or, you know, if he just got fired. What I don't know what his, his job status is. Right. But for her to, you know, have a career, she's pretty set in and she's been teaching for a few years now um for her to be like you know i don't know what his career is going to shape out to be but i see something in him or see something in him enough to actually want to go on dates and you know want to hang out with this guy that's pretty special and i I thought that was really dope and i I wish that more women out there would think like that because there's a lot of good men that don't have it together yet you know they're they're in their late 20s early 30s or 
you know, maybe in their mid thirties and they're just trying to get their life in order. And, you know, you know, you're going to pass up a, a really special person. Even in, it, it, like we said, it goes vice versa also. Um, but you're going to pass up a really special person if you're, 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 you're using this, this mold of an American man, um, to try to fit it around every single person that you come across. True. True. I, I mean, we've all had these situations in some capacity. Um, and with me, it more or less would be, um, I guess, you know, I remember the times I'll be talking to chicks and I really would like them. They would really like me and I would text them and we would talk and they'd be like, oh my God, you're the funniest guy I've ever met. Like I've never met someone funnier than you and things like that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This chick's going to be my girlfriend. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it seemed like the situation, like it was going places and it seemed like the girl would like me and then they would kind of like pull away and then all of a sudden they'd be just non-existent and then yeah. they, they would have a full-fledged boyfriend and be taking pictures with the dude and all that i think what it is is this i think that when you're a person of you know uh mediocre looks just a basic faced ass nigga like me <laughs> <laughs> and you, you know a lot of people are i won't say shallow but a lot of people you know aren't um how do you explain a lot of people aren't they're drawn to the the top in looks i guess you could say like women that look the best men that look the best and with me that's never affected my confidence because i'm a well aware of who i am as a man like Mm -hmm. but i thought like okay i guess you know she wanted the light-skinned handsome nigga she didn't want to fuck with me Mm -hmm. and i was like hey that's fine but what what she didn't realize is that the amount of value she lost yeah you know i don't know who that dude is but then you know it ended up flaming out with the dude and then she hit me up like hey how have you been like I was fine, you know. You know, you just stopped texting me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But yeah. I just, I just seen it and didn't text her back. But that's an example that's happened to many women too. Mm-hmm. We know where a woman's talking to somebody and then the dude just stopped talking to him. Yeah, the dude probably stopped talking to you because you didn't give him no pussy. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, you know, look, we men, you know, um, we like pussy, and um, <laughs> well, some of us do. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And, you know, maybe you didn't get a pussy up in time for the dude. And the dude said, you know what? You know, or he was fake liking you. He was fake liking you to get the pussy because a lot of dudes do that shit, too. Mm-hmm. They act like they're your best friend and they like you. And then they get the pussy and then they take long time to text you back now because they already got it. People, I, That's so that's so disheartening for it's me. Fucked up. You know what I mean? I feel like especially, you know, when it comes to uh, women, because a lot of women are. um I guess, what would you call it? Um, gullible? Yeah. So there's men that put on a whole act, mm. you know, for months and months and months in I order to... have a rebuttal for that, but go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. They put on a whole act for months and months and months, and then they smash a girl, and then, you know, as soon as they get the pussy, they just, like, they turn into the real them, and they start yeah. acting like, you know... And, you know, I guess it's it's not... Um, it's also... It's also you have to put onus on the women to, you know, mm-hmm. be able to understand the 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 behaviors of a of a man like that. But um, I think as as far as men, we can do like Eddie always talks about being straightforward with women, or even if he's not saying like, "Hey, I just want to have sex with you," he's creating an envi- an environment to let you know that I'm not putting a ring on your finger, hundred percent. But I will put a condom on and I will hit it from the back. Yeah, I'm not putting a ring on your finger, but I will put a penis in your. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, what I was saying in response to what you were talking about is, is it's not that women are gullible. I don't think that's the case. I think that women want what they want. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and as time progresses, they may not, they tend to not see the red flags because they don't want to see the red flags. So they only see all the good things in a man. They don't see the bad things. They don't see the fact that this dude is just got this mysterious time. He don't answer the phone and don't text you back. Yeah. They don't see that. They only see that I like him. He's cute and he's tall. And uh, they don't ever see the bad things. And then by the time the dude smash and he fuck him up, now the smoke clears. Now he ain't shit. Mm. Now I I put all these things together. He was a liar. He was this and that. Yeah. But see, you I didn't see, see that. Mm-hmm. You didn't see that while you were giving that pussy up. All you thought is that you know. Oh, I'm a, I'm gonna show him off to my friends, and I'm gonna bring him to my family barbecue, and so my family could see him, even though he's a piece of shit. Yeah. And you never, you was too dumb to see it because you didn't want to see it. That's what women don't realize about themselves mm-hmm. is that when they when they dealing with a dude that's no good, they only see the good things about him. Even if he got a bunch of red flags, they don't want to acknowledge him. Yeah, and then even you know, too late. Obviously, I, I don't date men, but. Right. <laughs> it's just like when I meet new guys as far right. as like if I'm if there's a working relationship right, or right, right, right. you know, there's some sort of like uh partnership or friendship growing out of it. Um, I can see like the qualities in these guys and I'd be like, Yo, this dude is just a right. terrible person. Right, right. Like I don't want to hang out with this person or I don't wanna like, you know, kick it with this person outside of like the the actual work exchange that we have right so i don't know how you know a lot of these females could could not see that right and you know what's crazy is is especially it's it's i think it's kind of i won't say weird but me the circle of the, the men that i know that i've known for years is i don't hang out with dudes that don't take care of their kids i don't hang out with dudes that's constantly cheating on their wife <clears throat> I don't hang out with motherfuckers that don't have any type of goals or aspirations. Like we, my circle of friends that I have, we're all doing something productive. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens is, is like the people that's doing all the fuck shit, like you don't really, you don't fuck with them. Not cause you don't like, not cause you hate them, but just because they, you guys go different places in life. Yeah. You know, this is how it is. But I like it. Like Keith mentioned, like I've ran into different dudes and I'm like, yo, this dude a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see the dude chilling with his wife or whatever, and you be like, "Hey, what's happening, man? How you doing? Oh, everything's great." And then you see the dude later on, he's like, "Hey, what's up, man?" He's like, "I know you got bitches, bro. Where the bitches at?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I just seen you out with your wife, man." Yeah, they're like, "Oh, no, nah, yeah, I'm with my wife, bro." But you know, we, you know, you gotta have some on the side, right? And I'm thinking yeah, like, "That sounds crazy." Nah, man, nah. gotta have some on the side. I'm right? cool. <laughs> you know, I think it's some. It's probably some women that listen to this podcast that think I'm a piece of trash, right? But I don't care because. At the end of the day, I'm not trying to get any pussy. But I'm when I care about someone, I'm not trying to run out behind her back. I'm not making her look bad. Nothing. Mm-hmm. My thing is, is it's crazy to me too. Like you'll see couples that break up. <clears throat> they'll break up like a million times and get back together. Mm-hmm. I'm the type of dude that's too afraid to lose somebody once. I yeah. tra- I treat women with respect. I treat them right. You know, if we have any disagreements, then we'll handle it internally. I don't go out and talk shit bad about my girl out in public. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's childish. Like if I got any issues with my girl, I tell her. I don't tell the world. I don't go on Instagram and tell people we have yeah. an argument. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm a grown man in my relationship. I don't fuck around like that. <laughs> you know what happens too is like mm-hmm. the um <clears throat> there's uh if you if you're if you meet someone and your maturation <clears throat> isn't like on the same level. Right. Then it's it's very possible that you could mess that up, right? Right, right. So you right. could you could and then what happens too is that the next girl that you meet or the next girl you happen to fall in love with may not be as good for you as this original person. Right. So you could be like, you know, you could have a good girl, she take care of you, she cook your, she cook you sandwiches. Like she's supposed to. <laughs> I just, I just, <laughs> 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 I'm laughing at two things. It was that was a two two sided joke. I'm laughing because you said she cook you sandwiches. <laughs> you don't cook sandwiches. You make them. And then also the misogynistic view of men telling women to go in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. That's like a two sided joke. Oh my god. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> but no, like I mean, she you know she do everything that you know an equal partner is supposed to do. Right. She's holding up her end of the bargain. Right. Um, and then you go, you go around and you you cheat with her or, or cheat not cheat with her you cheat on her unless it's a threesome I guess you're cheating with her swingers <laughs> but you know you go you cheat on her or you you know you do something you know that she would deem unforgivable and you know that relationships relationship just ends right there um, so that's why it's important especially the later you get you get in life and you know me I'm in my late twenties eighties and these early early thirties. <clears throat> you don't have that much time left, you know what I mean, as far as like trying right. to find uh, a significant other. So I think, you know, at this time in your life, you have to take these relationships serious. Cause, right. And, I mean, and also you should have had enough fun already. You yes. Know? So. Yeah, you know what? That yeah. was a perfect point you made, though. When you get this age, you shouldn't be running around having these little, these little cute high school type relationships, bro. Mm-hmm. Like with me, I take them very serious. Like, to me, a relationship is a prequel to marriage. But I think it's important to find yourself before you find someone. Yeah. I think a lot of people, um, it's nothing wrong with still trying to figure out your life, but I think you should do that being single, to be real with you. Yeah. I don't think you should find someone to be happy. A lot of people say, you know, I I hear people, this really bad misconception, like, you know, I would love to be happy. I want to be in a happy relationship. Why the fuck you ain't happy before you get in one? Yeah. Like you I, should just love to be happy. Or, right. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. I think that you I think someone should add to your joy, not yeah. make you have you. joy. That's what um yeah. it was a video was was this nigga Will Smith is I don't know I don't know what got into him or if he was always like this, but right. as soon as that social media stuff started popping off, he just started dropping gems on the daily. Yeah. And one of the things he said is he said that um no one else can make you happy. You have to you have right. to make yourself happy. You can't you can't expect, and that's how um, <clears throat> a friend of mine was telling me about his relationship, and he was saying like the reason why <clears throat> him and his girls on the rocks is because her happiness resides in him being around. Right. So when he's not around, she's um, either curious about you know someone else, or right. she's not happy at all. So, you know, that's why it's important in a relationship to be able to find happiness in your solitude, you know, before, you know, because if you're, you're putting too much, 
power in another individual if they are right. bringing or if they are quote unquote bringing you happiness. A hundred percent. And you know what else too is, is I know that I've changed as a man because I remember times when, you know, I would be expecting like a pussy appointment, you know, and they wouldn't come through and I'd be like, dang, that's man, really? Why were you going, why are you going like tell me at the last minute that you can't make it? Like, come mm-hmm. on, man, you know, mm-hmm. but now, you know, if a chick can't come by or she doesn't, she call or she gets cold feet or whatever happens, I'd be like, oh, all right, no problem. And then, you know, I'll just watch Netflix or I'll just try to get some pussy from another chick. <laughs> at the end of the day, like yeah. with me, I'm not reliant on uh I'm not reliant on someone to bring me any type of gratification. Yeah. You know, we fall prey to instant gratification. Then that needs to stop. Yeah. You know, there you need to be uh you need to be your own biggest fan. Yeah. I know it sounds really corny, really cheesy, but it's the truth. Yeah. I think at this point in my life too, at 34 years of age, I think that this is it for me, man. I'm not, I'm not actively looking for relationships. I'm, I'm a pretty busy guy too, but mm-hmm. during this time, I'm working on myself legitimately. Yeah. And I personally feel throughout that journey, I'm going to find something more than just where I want to be. I think that there may be a woman involved, mm-hmm. you know, a, a woman that's actually going to be like a, someone serious. Possibly mm-hmm. my wife. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, but until that day, I'm be getting some for JJ. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it may not be as consistent as I want, but hey, man. Yeah. You know, if any one of you listeners on here and you want to give me some pussy, like, just speak up. You know what I mean? This nigga It's like, you know, actually, I've been wanting to give Eddie some pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I think that is, that, I think that is, um, I think you talked about, um, like, the, the maturation of, you know, becoming a man. And I think, I think it, it comes from, being able to consciously think with the head on your shoulders, hundred percent, and not be this horny man that's just you know chasing, to, yeah, chase pandering, yeah, yeah, or doing thirsty, anything, begging. yeah, exactly. Because um, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a uh, it's a quick nut, you know, and then it's pretty much over with. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, just a nut, man, just a nut. And we talked about like sexual energy and stuff too. You just can't be giving your sexual energy to. All these random women. Yeah, that's true. There's some girls. I turn down pussy now. I'm dead serious. I'm not making it like I'm just like, I got pussy just coming at me left and right and up and above and underneath. <laughs> this nigga's stupid. But there's some girls that I just, I know, and this is be real. I'm just going to be real. There's just some girls I know I could fuck them. I, I know I can. If I really gave effort and I just, you know, gave it everything I had, I could get them. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I, that for one, that sounds kind of predatory. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, I, I just won't because the vibe is off and I, I don't ever want to be in a position where I feel like I'm using anyone. Mm-hmm. Like if I feel like I have to in any way, shape or form, like be like, yeah, you know, it's cool. This, da, 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 And then I know that she has different feelings than I have about her. I just won't do it. Mm-hmm. I just won't. I'd rather be the guy that goes without pussy now for a while you know, instead of like doing any and everything to get some pussy. Yeah. That's trash. Mm-hmm. Not good, man. Um, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Switching gears. <clears throat> uh, flaws in society and flaws in the LGBT community. Oh, you thought there were no flaws in the LGBT community, <laughs> huh? 
you thought that they were just the only they were they were being oppressed and they were not doing anything that was hypocritical, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to have some conversation that will hopefully open up your mind a little bit to this here. So, um, Keith, we'll start off by uh, you had a, we had a conversation the other day. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could shed a little bit of light of the uh, during the uh, the conversation you had with your family member. Um, put me on the spot here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a conversation. You Let put you put notes in there or what? I forgot. Um, I wrote a, a statement down. Yeah, it, it was a it was a pretty powerful conversation. We found a bunch of the basis of the conversation uh, had to do more or less with having this stance or having this um, this this strong opinion about something, but not seeing. The hypocrisy. Not yeah. You're not recognizing the hypocrisy in your own stance. And I think that there's some gotcha. times. Huh? <clears throat> yeah. So it was that this idea. Um, that it's kind of a long convoluted story. Right. But basically what happened was um, I made a statement that some girl deemed to be homophobic. And I only told my cousin this statement to um to tell him uh about a joke that I had right um like something that I would use in stand up and um so I went basically what happened I have to tell the whole story because if I walk around it then um I'm not going to be able to like really have a a great conversation about it all right keep so it. basically I was talking to this girl <laughs> she was like <clears throat> I, we were talking. It was like, so, you know, what you up? You know, small talk, small talk. She's like, oh, I'm watching the show. Um, or this is like a while back. She was saying like she was watching the show. And she was like, it actually has an actor in it that's on your Instagram page. And I took a picture with RJ Mitty. RJ Mitty was the guy that's in Breaking Bad. He's the, the kid with cerebral palsy, the one that walks with the little stilts or whatever. He's Walter White Jr. So, you know, a few weeks later, I was like, oh, let me check the show out just to have something to talk about with this girl. And the show comes on. And um, <clears throat> I forget exactly what happened, but this is what I remember. Um, the show comes on. I think this guy is like riding a bike through the city. This is like opening 30 seconds of the show. He's riding a bike through the city. And then all of a sudden it cuts to two guys having sex. And I was like, oh, snap, this is pretty interesting. Um, (laughs) I wasn't expecting this. So I text her. I was like, oh, this is, um," I was like, dang, I I didn't expect, um, I forgot exactly what I said, but I was like, dang, I didn't expect there to be a um, male-on-male sex, you know, 30 seconds into the movie show. And then she was said something along the lines like, why did you have to dignify it as male on male sex? Why couldn't it just be sex? And then we went into this whole argument about like me being homophobic or whatever. And then I was like, all right, cool. So <clears throat> this is the story that I'm, um, I'm telling my cousin in the form of like why I hate liberals. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had a whole like 40 minute conversation about how this idea is, um, to, uh, about how that statement could be, you know, homophobic. And I was like, okay, like, I was like, but what happened was, um, you know, that statement could, I guess it could be technically a homophobic 
But um, I was like, I don't even know if I was coming from that standpoint. I feel like I was just describing the the situation. Like there were like literally two guys having sex. That's generally how you tell a story or right. like how you describe something. Right. And I was, and he was like, "Well, would you have said that if it was a guy and a girl having sex?" And then I was like, "I'm not sure," but um, I would be like, "Dang." Um, I didn't. I would say like you know. I probably would. I would be like, dang. I didn't know that this guy was hitting his girl from the back like that in the opening <laughs> thirty seconds of the movie. <laughs> but like in retrospect, I don't know exactly what I would have said. And I was like, okay, I, I can I can recognize that I may be wrong. But um, just prior to that, he was like just small talk. He's like, what do you think about um, lesbian porn? Like he was like, what do you think about lesbian porn? And then I was like, you know, just like you can tell me that. You know, I would be technically like making a homophobic statement, but just prior to this whole ordeal, mm-hmm. you asked me about two girls having sex. Hmm. So does that make you also like? Am I on the same wavelength as you? Hmm. I, think, I think you kind of you kind of jumped the statement though. You talked about the girl telling you were homophobic, but you skipped the, the the initial conversation with your your family member. How he talked about um, that you 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 jumped from her to him. But okay. you miss a little bit of him at the very beginning when you guys are having an initial conversation. What did I say? I forgot. Uh, you went from her because she said you guys are having a conversation about, you're having an argument about oh, her that- calling you homophobic. And then from there, it went from him, but he was never introduced to the story. Oh, sorry. So that, <laughs> no, I did. I said that the only uh-huh. reason I was telling him that story mm-hmm. was because I was making a joke about why I hate liberal girls. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha, so gotcha, I had gotcha. that whole conversation and I only brought up the girl to let you guys know um uh, what that joke was about or what got that it, initial conversation was about. And then we got into that whole discussion only because I told him why um, why I dislike this girl. And that was just a, a byproduct of the story. Right. And then once he heard me say that, he was like, well, that is um, a slightly homophobic statement. So um, I guess that like that's where this whole conversation came about. Right. But the reason we're bringing this up is because... Um, like it's 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 easy for someone from this community to say like hey what you're doing is homophobic or what you're right. doing is is wrong um and it's disrespectful to us right. but a lot of times these people don't realize the things that they are doing or right. you know the things that um is wrong with the way that they move right and i was like i was like obviously like you're you're my cousin and you're gay so I don't, excuse me, I don't have a problem with gay people. And, you know, me and your husband get along and, you know, I've been working in different spaces with, you know, people with broad sexualities. And, you know, I've been in different countries, I mean, not different countries, but different, different states. And, you know, especially at schools like, you know, very liberal schools like New Mexico State, there's all kind of, there's a full spectrum of people. <clears throat> and I get along with everyone and I, also hate everyone so <laughs> if i hate you and you're straight i hate you and if i hate you and you're gay it's not because i'm homophobic it's just because i just don't like you as a person mm, um right. but they may chop that up and be like keith is homophobic but um yeah so um <clears throat> but you know through this conversation i start to peel back layers and i start yeah. to recognize like some of the uh the the toxic things that he was doing right right, right. and what the first initial one was obviously you know him saying well it's homophobic to say male on male sex but he was just the person that said like 
asked me the question about like two girls, <laughs> two girls right? And then also, um, I talked about him. I, I, like I remember, we would be at certain parties, and he invited me to this party, and it was a. I don't even know what the party was. I don't know if it was a birthday party or what, but it was like he was. He invited me, and he he, he obviously prepped me for it. He was like, "Well, these there's you know there's there's this couple, and it's going to be like dick balloons and some other <laughs> stuff." And I was like, "I was like, I don't know if I actually want to go to this thing," but I actually ended up going, and it was like some cool people there, and it it was you know it was a pretty cool time. But basically, I'm telling you this story because one thing that. I seen there when uh, when I was at this pink dick balloon party was um, my cousin uh, was doing something very peculiar, right? So he's a gay man. So and and he's a he's one of uh, I guess you know he just he just has no desire at all to be with to be with a woman, and you know he doesn't even watch uh, heterosexual porn or you know anything. He's just like, he just it, it, he said uh, he said it, it that it disgusts him, right? Um, which is also interesting. Going back to my male on male comment, you know what I mean? So, um, so you, you you guys can put those two ideas together. And um, but what happened was there was a girl. You know, they were just playing around, and I think there was this game where you had to pop a balloon, but by basically humping the other person, right? So just imagine wow. a balloon in between two people, and then wow. you had to like pelvic thrust in order to pop the balloon that was the game wow and um he had to do that with a girl and he was just so disgusted wow like, he was just like oh my gosh i don't want to do this this is gross this is gross wow so um you know i don't know what you would call that is that some sort of like heterophobia or <laughs> um that, that's a good old-fashioned hypocrisy yeah exactly <laughs> exactly 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 you yeah. know what i mean so that's that's where when this whole topic came about it's just that you know it's 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 almost uh and he recognized that i told him afterwards i i, I mentioned a couple of these stories to him um, he was like, yeah, that's, you know, you know, I feel the same way. So, you know, but, and, you know, I just had to, I had to let him know. I was like, you can say whatever you want to about me, but at the same time, like, you know, you're a victim of whatever this, um, you know, this discussion is about or right. whatever phobia, this is whatever phobia is going on, uh, right here. And one thing I also said is, um, when it comes to like this whole idea of, I was telling Eddie this on the phone. I was like, you know, I guess whatever my statement was and, you know, uh, whether it, I guess it was wrong or right to say, um, I don't like male on male sex. That's right. not anything that I'm interested in. Right. Just like, you know, there's some people that like, um, you know, redheads in their porn, or they like, you know, interracial porn, or Asians. they like, yeah, or they like Asians, or, Midgets. you know, they like Big Black Cots. <laughs> <laughs> Big Black Cots podcast. <laughs> People with glasses. People with glasses, yeah. Nerds. There's no science. We don't know the actual science to why we like particular things. It might be psychological, it might be something that's just in our DNA, um, you know. There's, you know, some black guys that, you know, went to particular high schools where, you know, they were upper middle class and they like white girls for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and they dress like a skater and they put perms <laughs> in their hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, we don't really know the science to you know, to why we do like these things or don't right. like certain things. But um, 
you know, I, th- I think, you know, through that conversation, I was able to learn about, you know, how certain, you know, homosexuals feel about, you know, the, the statements that we make about them. And then I also try to make this, this statement that I try to tell them, I'm like, yo, like we've come extremely far as far as like the things we say and understanding, right. you know, each other's uh, likes and dislikes, you know, as far as, you know, sexuality goes. And um, I was like, the worst thing you can do is just to, to shut people off. You know, mm. and we talked about it before, like, you know, you use the F word on the podcast and I was like, yo, you can't you can't be saying that out yeah. here. And that's the type of, you know, and it ended at that. You know, I wasn't yelling mm. at Eddie or no, trying no, to be no. like, yo, like, what are you doing? You know, you're going to ruin our podcast or whatever. It's just a, a teachable moment in a sense. Right, 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 right. And, um, and, and I try to say, I was like, yo, we just, you know, just three, four five years ago, we were saying like, oh, that's gay. That's gay or whatever. And it's like we understand now. um, and we understand that that was wrong then, and we understand that we won't use that language to this day. Right. So um, I was like, you know, instead of, and that's what a lot of liberals do. They just, they just get angry, and you know, you know, you see stuff with Kevin Hart. They're just angry. They're trying to cancel people, or you see, you know, old tweets come about with how whatever. You know, they're trying to cancel Eminem. They're trying to do all these different things in retrospect. Instead of using these moments as teachable moments, right? Instead of saying like, hey. You know, that girl could have told me she could have been like, yo, um, you know, that's not OK to say because of this. But right. instead, she wanted to have this sort of like uh, backlash or like try to belittle me or, you know, say something um, in that sense. And it, it just it doesn't really work because I'm yeah. a person that's, you know, I'm willing to learn. You You just have to, you know, teach me these things. But I'm also willing to understand the hypocrisy. And the reason that I brought the girl up was because of hypocrisy in the way that she moved. I was like, she's, yeah. you know, an extremely liberal girl. She's a feminist. But she also likes to get punched in the face when she's having sex. So That's crazy. <laughs> this is like, she's like, beat this liberal pussy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> beat this. <laughs> <laughs> she probably the type of chick that'd be like, like you know, a feminist would be like, fight for your rights. Yeah. My rights matter, right? Yeah. You'd be hitting her from the back. She'd be like, fuck my rights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Here's the deal. This is definitely not any type of political thing going um, conservatives are already on their own bullshit, but in regards to liberals, I've noticed more of the outrage coming from liberals in regards to um, things like, you know, oh, you misgendered me or you did you did this, you did that. That's a lot. Bro. But here's the thing. What, what people in the LGBT community need to understand is that you get too caught up dictating what's offensive and what's this and what's that, but mm-hmm. you tend to ignore what's in your in your own backyard in mm-hmm. regards to you call somebody homophobic for not wanting to watch male on male, but yet you'll be the same one like, ew, straight sex, ew, it's gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you not see what you're doing? Yeah. Right? I, I recognize the, the you know uh, parts of where I can be a hypocrite in some ways where, let's say, for example, um, you'll hear like a black man call like white people uh, uh, that the word that rhymes with backer and they'll call them that. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, it starts with salting. Uh, But anyway, (laughs) I don't say that shit because I know for a fact that if a white dude was running around here calling me the N word, I'd be like, Hey man, you can't, why you doing that? What's up with that, man? Mm -hmm. You know? So 
I know that it's a lot of black people that be calling white people uh, saltine crackers. And I, <laughs> I think that that's backwards, man. I, like, I don't feel like white people owe me shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be calling people crackers because it ain't right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just said it. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just it, the hypocrisy of it all. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I think some people get in, in a space where they feel like, you know, we're an oppressed group so we can say this or do this or this and that. Now, in regards to being oppressed, black people are a part of an oppressed group, 100 percent. But I still don't think that I want to use that and weaponize it against anyone else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. just that's how I see it. You always have in, in especially a lot of these um Muslims and, and Israelites or whatever. Yeah. They're um you know, they go on these rants and tangents and the white man did this and the white man is racist and the white man, you know, scum of the earth and all these things, and then you're um essentially doing what you hate about True. Another culture or another race. A hundred percent. It's more or less like I hear the stance of they did it first. That they did it first. I mean, look in regards to the historical context. Honestly, like a lot of white people have been horrible, but <laughs> <laughs> we all know that history <laughs> shows us that. Uh, but uh, it's like that they did it first type shit. It's usually it's just a diluted like uh, like it's just so diluted. It's it's just weak. Mm-hmm. Like when I hear like. Uh, well, it'll be something about men. It'll be a feminist. Well, men did it first, so I don't see the problem in doing it back or this. And I'm just like, look, like there's no power in that. Yeah. Like replicating any behaviors that a toxic man did is there's no power in that. Yeah, that and that's that's where these slut walks and all these things yeah. are coming about. I, like you said, there's no there's not really any power. There's no power in that. Power in that. And I think that we're in in the real world, we're fighting a lot of. Um, difficult fights you know what i mean we're fighting we're trying to you know bring forth equality as far as like people's sexuality and right, you know right. in different cultures and races and um you know we're trying to get rid of phobias and then you have women walking naked across you know streets in los angeles right as it's like yo like we we only have so much energy we only have so much time on this earth we have to fight the good fights not 100%. um not because you want to sleep with the same amount of women that um or same amount of men that a certain guy has slept with women and you want to be um treated equally it just doesn't make sense I, yeah i just don't it's not a real fight man yeah that, but that's just an opinion i think people listening from the outside they'll be like you know what that's just your misogynistic opinion and you're trying to mansplain with your little podcast okay if you don't like it start your own podcast right yeah and then also talk about you know uh you know the, the same regurgitated watered down message that everybody talks about. Nobody sees the problem with themselves. They only see a problem with everyone else. Yeah. Right. And we see flaws in, in a whole bunch of people. I have, you know, uh, gay relatives myself. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, is I'll look at them talk about the world through their eyes. And I'm thinking like, that's pretty toxic. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty toxic with you. It'll be like, uh, I had a, a a a gay cousin say something like straight men be getting on my nerves because they be having moments where I think they they feeling me and then they try to you know act like they not or whatever. I'm like, well, maybe because he's not fucking gay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've had I've had someone try to guilt trip me 
because I, I talked about this on the podcast. They try to guilt trip me because they came on to me in my inbox and was like, oh, I thought you were handsome. And I told them, like, hey, man, what's up? What are you talking about? <laughs> what's up? What are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you, what's, what's, what's your deal, man? You know, <laughs> you know, it, you know it, like, especially when you know somebody is gay, they came out the closet, that's fine, and you still respect them, you still cool with them, and now they're coming at you, and then you turn it back on me like, God forbid that I came out to you. I'm thinking like, hey, man, uh, no, that's not cool, man. <laughs> like, if you, you, like, if you think, if you know someone is is gay, then you, you talk to them, that's fine. But, mm-hmm. like, don't do that, because that's disrespectful to me. Mm-hmm. But imagine if I try to flip, flip that story around and be like, and I hit him up and like, hey, man, I got these girls. Let's hang out, bro. I got these girls. Let's go get some pussy, man. <laughs> like, well, I don't want to do that because I'm gay. I'll be like, <laughs> man, what's wrong with a little bit of pussy, man? Let's go hang out. He'll be like, that's not God right. forbid I invite you to get some pussy juice on you. Right. He'll be like, ugh, pussy juice. This is the <laughs> devil. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. But I think this is a, a good um, conversation, though, because, right. um, you know, when, when you feel like you're a victim, you feel like you, you tend to feel like, um, you can do no wrong, right? And we talked about that. It's it's just like, you know, like black people calling people crackers or, um, you know, black people disrespecting um, Mexicans or whatever, whatever the case may be. And um, I think I think it's important to have these things because it, it, it may be some people out there and, you know, obviously we're thinking out loud in this case and, you know, not, none of this is really scripted. I, you know, I, I told the story the best that I could, but, um, you know, the point is to get people to, you know, just be more self-aware, right? right. You know, because a lot of us are just moving through life and because we feel like we're um, of a certain culture or we experience certain things in life that whatever we say is the end all be all. But that's not really how it works. You have to start, you know, us as millennials, we're we're too old. We know too much. We have too too much access to information. We have to start looking at things from every angle, because um, a lot of these conversations are extremely nuanced. And a lot of this conversation, like you know, like I, the, that the time that I was telling you guys where I had um, just turned off all the music and I was just you know just sitting with my thoughts. These are some of the thoughts that I was able to come up with. And this is, you know, going back to Lonnie Love, this is what I wanted to say about her is like, I I don't think that, you know, I don't, that's why I was saying, you know, I don't know how the pre-production went or anything, but um, a lot of times, like what we are able to do with the podcast is we're able to sit on these thoughts for days and days and days. And Eddie's in his truck and, you know, I'm doing whatever I'm doing, um, not watching gay porn or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, uh, you know, just living my life and, you know, I'm able to, you know, sit, sit with my thoughts and almost debate with myself. Like, you know, was I really wrong for saying that, you know, mellow male sex and maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong, but do I actually want to watch mellow male sex? I don't actually want to watch mellow male sex. And am I supposed to, you know, am I supposed to feel bad because I don't want to watch that? Right. So, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, some of these, you know, conversations you have when you sit with yourself. Right, you'd be like, I will not watch gay sex in a box. I will watch gay sex <laughs> with the fox. I will not watch phone. gay <laughs> sex here or there. I will not watch it anywhere. I will not watch gay sex with you, Sam. I am you, son of a bitch. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, man. I've uh, heard of a heterosexual guy. He's he's telling me about um, 
he, I guess some girl had just thrown on some, some, some dudes having sex and they were just watching it. Wow. I yeah, was that's, like, that's, 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 that's uh, questionable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'd be crazy. Like, hey, you know, it's crazy. That'd be weird. I bet there's probably some guy that was sitting with this chick and, and then she turned on the gay porn and then they're just watching it and he's sitting there and then one day they have an argument and he's like, that's why your ass watch gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dick in the booty ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, you know, what's funny about, uh, this is completely left field, but what's funny about um, uh, porn is they got all these themes in there. So you'll see some shit, they'll be like, but you're my stepsister, we can't do this. They were like, Give me some, yeah, we're not supposed to be doing this. You're my stepsister, and everybody's gonna find out. It's completely fine. Her parents aren't home. <laughs> You'd be like, what people watch this shit? Yeah, <laughs> just those scenarios. Be, you know, because people in real life be having like some really good looking stepsisters, and you know that technically you guys aren't related, and you know they just be wanting to live out that fantasy. But you're my aunt. I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, that would be wild. Yeah, but- or the stepdads. I'd be like, what the heck? Yeah, old bald headed, old balding man just hitting some tight, <laughs> tight teenage <laughs> Teenage as in 18 and 19. Yeah, not, you know. right. Yeah, no R. Kelly over here. Yeah. This is the remix to Ignition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm your stepdad in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pee on your body. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, I think we are pretty much done with that. Uh, all I'm saying is, is whoever you are, uh, society has a flaw way where they the way the way they view the LGBT community and the things they say about the LGBT community a lot of times are way off base. But the LGBT community also has toxic views, and they get too used to dictating and pointing the finger and telling people what's offensive instead of actually realizing that they themselves need to pay attention to what's in their own backyard also. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the thing that we have to do, especially the liberals, um, we have to be willing to have a conversation, right? You know, I think you, Eddie always talk about this echo chamber that a lot of us live in, you know, where, you know, um, that and also the girl that I was having the argument went to Berkeley and also my cousin went to Berkeley. Mm. So, you know, that, you know, that's saying a lot, you know, those people tend to be, uh, tend to all think in a similar fashion. So, um, but we have to be willing to have a conversation, you know, and you have to be willing to listen to both sides, you know, from, like I said before, I'm, you know, I'm coming to this, into this thing as a, as a heterosexual male, that maneuvered through a society and I grew up in a very conservative city. Um, so, you know, but I'm also a person that's willing to learn about other people and willing to, you know, willing to hold my tongue or, you know, change my way of thinking in order to not disrespect people. So, um, just have to talk to people. And that's why we have a podcast because we're, you know, and, and, and if anyone out there feels a certain way about anything that we have ever said, you can have a conversation with us about it. And then the next time we come on a podcast, we'll be like, you know what? You know, maybe I was wrong about this or maybe I was wrong about that. And, you know, we'll shout you out on the podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, man. All right. Well, uh, switching gears from that. Um, society is so backwards that if you don't brag, people think you're not doing anything. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Me and Keith have now done uh after this episode 94 episodes of this podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot. And we've literally released content every week and we're in a few months we'll be 2 years with doing a podcast. Right? But what I don't do is we talk about it on the actual podcast. I don't hop up on Instagram and be like, "Hey y'all, we've been doing this every week. Y'all pay attention to us, man. We love this." blah blah mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. blah. You know, a lot of people tend to do the rah-rah stuff. I just think me and Keith are we're, we're caught up in putting out the work. Mm-hmm. So people tend to overlook that. Mm-hmm. But I see people that they do simple stuff, but they want credit for everything. Yeah. Like literally everything. They'll be like, hey, what's up, y'all? I just made this dinner. I'm a real man. <laughs> I'm a real man. Men can cook. And it's like I make food for myself all the fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just one of the very many things that I see. Yeah, I agree. I think um, the the I guess like the a different aspect of that is that um, that's a way to get on now, right? I was just right, you know, right, me right. and Pat were um, we were shooting a music video earlier, and he was like, "Man." Because we the guy had rented a Porsche for his music video, and mm-hmm. a por- and renting the Porsche for twenty four hours was only like a hundred and eighty dollars. Wow! <clears throat> so you can create this whole lifestyle, right? You know, for a hundred and eighty dollars. <laughs> like, imagine if if you if you were a guy on Instagram, and um, you know, you wanted to to have this pop in Instagram where you're, you're like this young rich guy, this young right. millionaire, um, right. living a certain lifestyle. All you have to do is get an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. You know that it'll probably cost you like two hundred two hundred dollars for a day, and you you right. got a pretty legit uh, crib. Um, and then get you a get you a Porsche for one hundred and eighty dollars. You spending you know a little <laughs> under four hundred dollars, right? These raggedy hoes. Yeah, and you got and you got a legit life, and you got like you could take all kind of pictures, photo yeah. shoots, and then just spread those around Instagram for a few days, and you know. All of a sudden, your stuff just gonna start going, 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 going. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just pretty interesting that you know, just think that we, uh, as a society, we always attach uh, making it to like some sort of materialistic thing. Yeah, man. I, I've seen these kids on Instagram because some like you have that discovery page where you find shit just mm-hmm. randomly, mm-hmm. and there were some. There was like these three white kids. They're they're like rappers, right? And I, I clicked on the video. And they couldn't have been no older than probably like, I don't know, 19 or whatever, really young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, the kid had like a prop gun. It wasn't a real gun. And he was like, I don't want to shoot you, but I will. Me and my homies kill us or something like that. Mm-hmm. I just commented in the comments. I was like, man, stay in school, man. <laughs> <laughs> stay yeah. in school, man. Yeah. This is not you, bro. Mm-hmm. And it just was so unconvincing. And they had like money and it was like flashing it's like this is what people think they gotta do Mm -hmm. come on man yeah yeah i I was you know i was thinking like you know like i said before um you know when we shot the music video with the kid i was like you know he probably wants to rap about something different but you know i think as a culture we've been forced to um try to like like keep up with the joneses we talked about that before but i think um it's it's I run into this a lot and and it is is usually it's usually surrounded by people that want to capture video for the things that they're doing right, whether it's right, like right. a music video or short film whatever the case may be 
um, these people want to be the uh, most impressive version of themselves. So if they're shooting a music video, they're going to buy the newest, you know, they're going to go to the mall, they're going to buy some, you know, some some jeans, they're going to buy a t-shirt, and they're going to buy some brand new shoes. I know a guy who buy, buys brand new Air Forces every music video that he shoots. Are right? you serious? And the, the sad part is, um, I don't know how much Air Force is cost, probably like $80 or something like that, 90 yeah. And um, you can't actually tell if a piece of, uh, the Air Forces are new or not. Right. You know what I mean? It, like, we're not capturing the... Um, your feet that often in the video. So basically, he's spending ninety dollars just because, um, <clears throat> which you could be spending on something else. Whether it's you know like boosting your views on um, on Instagram, yeah. you know what I mean, or doing something else that could that, that could actually help you in the video. Yeah, but that's what you do when you're worried about what everyone else is thinking. Exactly. You know, yeah, you're not yeah. doing shit for for you. You're doing it to please the eyes mm-hmm. of everyone else. But everyone else ain't doing nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, kind of what I was saying is just that what I've ran, ran into is that um, you, you you tend to come across a lot of insecurities. You know, I see especially like um, so the guys tend to be insecure about their lifestyle. Right. If they actually live with their mom and, um, you know, they don't got a lot of money, they may, you know, put it put forth this idea that they do have a lot of money. They're going to. They're going to get a Lamborghini for their music video or BMW for their music video. And then they're going to buy some new clothes when in reality they live at home with their mom. And on a day to day basis, they probably wear some old vans Yeah. Um, or women. You know, I, I meet a lot of insecure women about how they their face looks, you know, usually their skin care. You know, it's a lot of them. I, I, I did this video for this girl and um, it was just a, it was just a cover to a song. I edited it and I sent it to her. And um, she was like, yeah, I like it. Everything looks good. She was like, is there any way you can put like, and mind you, this is a a video that I edited in, you know, on my laptop and, you know, something that you would put on YouTube or something like that. Right, right. I sent it to her. She liked it. And she was like, hey, is there any way you could put like a filter over my face? Oh, my God. I'm like, what are you like? This isn't Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I shot this with my camera. Like. And, you know, that so, you know, I just say all that to say, like, um, I think we have to learn to be comfortable with with ourselves before anything, um, before we try to present our art to the world. You know, like, you know, you got guys like J. Cole that are riding through New York in on on a bike, you know, rapping about it, you know, his mom's Honda and. You know, it sounds equally as good. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. If you flow it right, if you if you you know if you got a good beat and you flow it right, no matter if you talk about a Honda or yeah, uh, you know, a Lamborghini, it'll sound dope. I think the most important thing is that it's your truth. Yeah, I think that if you could win with your truth, like people love J Cole because he's himself. Mm-hmm. You know, he got some cult. He got a cult following though. Like I'd rather be a guy that has a cult following like J Cole than 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 a Drake and. And there's no disrespect to Drake, but like everybody know Drake. Everybody listen to Drake. Mm-hmm. And you get everything, usually it ain't great. But when you got people that fuck with you because you are you, mm-hmm. that's the you can't you, you can't beat that. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yep. But I got nothing else on that. Um switching gears. If you could if you could tell your younger self anything, what would it be? All right. Um with me. 
personally, I would say stop trying to impress people who aren't even impressing themselves. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. You you, you know you mentioned the the guy always buying Air Force Ones, or you you, you want to make sure you got the certain shirt that you wear to school or certain pants so they don't make fun of you. Because it's been times where I was poor and didn't have the best clothes, and then somebody start trying to roast me and crack jokes. And then when I get some nice clothes and put stuff on, now nobody's saying nothing. Say nothing. Nobody got nothing to say. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's crazy. It's sad that we that we I grew up like that. A lot of us grew up like that, mm-hmm. and too worried about the opinions opinions of the world. And we did that a lot. Yeah. Uh, another one would be uh, stop pandering and chasing women. Like I remember, it'd be times where you know you're not sure if a girl like you, so you just lean into it harder. You're like, hey, hit me up. Hit me up. Double text. Yeah, double text. And hey, where are you at? I text mm-hmm. you. You didn't text me back. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing tonight? You know, and I did that a lot. As or it, w- uh-huh. I remember I would do stupid stuff like um, send the like a text that was meant for somebody else uh-huh. and then send it to them and be like, oh, my bad. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Expecting that they would reply to it. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm on my way right now. And be like, oh, my bad. That was for my brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the shit you do. I've done yeah. it, and and the thing about it is, is what what young men don't realize, especially me at the time, is that women don't respect men that chase them. They mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. They'll say things like, "If a man wants you, he will chase you." Fuck no. Any mm-hmm. man that will chase you and be dumb enough to chase you has low value. Period. Mm-hmm. You got low value if you got to chase women, and women realize your value is low. And they all, any woman that will allow you to chase them also is playing games. They got options. They got other dudes that like them just like you. You are mm-hmm. no different than them to you. If, if you have value in regards to, if a woman sees that you have value, they'll be too afraid to play those games. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, Oh, I got to let him know I like him for somebody else getting, mm-hmm. you know? So I learned to not chase women. I remember my, my probably one of my most, most embarrassing moments is I was at Bakersfield, not Bakersfield. Bakersville College, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I was at BC at Bakersville College, and there was this girl that I really liked at the time, and I seen her walking across the campus, like way across the campus. And I text her like, hey, you, what's going on, right? And uh, I seen her look at her phone, put it back in her purse, and get in the car for some other dude to go to like lunch or something. And I was just like, fuck. Yeah. And then she didn't text me back for probably like four hours after that. And that told me right there that that's why you don't chase women. That's why you don't double text. That's why you don't do nothing. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is the the guy that's double texting, I hate to break it to you, but somebody's probably fucking that girl from the back. Somebody's probably double hitting in front of the back. Yeah. You double texting, he's double fucking. (laughs) (laughs) So don't waste your time, buddy. Any chick, any woman that will leave you on red for hours does not give a fuck about your opinion or what you're doing. Leave her alone. Mm-hmm. She's not wrong for not liking you because women don't have to like you. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I agree with that. I, I, I did that, but I, I, I think that's part of the growing pain. So right. I don't know. I don't necessarily know if I would warn my younger self about that. I think that's. Yeah. Something you just have to experience to become this this person that you are today as far as like, you know, having a certain maturity when it comes to um, the dating scene or, you know, interacting with women. Um, I think minds are, you know, more so on the lines of I think the biggest one for me will probably be to experiment more. Right. Sometimes when you're younger, you you know, you're in elementary. Threesomes. Um, 
<laughs> Still on the bucket list. Yeah, that- <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, just, just just to experiment more because you know sometimes when you're in elementary, you're in middle school, you're in high school, um, you have to keep a certain level of coolness, right? Right. So it may be you may be potentially you know one of the best photographers in the world. But since you're playing sports and you're hanging out with, you know, all the basketball players and the football players um, and, you know, taking pictures might not be the coolest thing to do in the world. You you might just skip out on doing it. Or, you know, I remember um, like my older brother was in the chess club and, you know, um, he was one person I was kind of willing to, you know, hop in. And, you know, he, he had that ability to just do things. And I had it, too, to a certain extent. But at the same time, like I was a little bit guarded with um the things that i was able to do right so you know i you know i you know potentially could have been in like you know different fashion classes or um like i said photography or um you know uh, chess club or you know there was just so many things to do around campus that i didn't do because just you know for whatever reason so i think that's one thing that i would tell my younger self because you know when you grow up you tend to do it anyways um, you know, a lot of people started, you know, graduated and they started to really find their true passion. And that was primarily because they were probably afraid to do it in high school because there was too too much judgment around. But as soon as you graduate, it's like, oh, the, you know, the shackles are off my feet. So I'm able to, you know, do, you know, the certain idea that I had in my mind already. So that's the number one thing that I that I uh, would tell my younger self. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, that that's true. I, I I think with me, what I would also tell my younger self is to, uh, I guess, be more financially aware. But I yeah. think when you're that young, it kind of goes one way out the other. You're not thinking about a future at that age. I think it's kind of existing. Yeah, I think um, to kind of go along with that, as far as to kind of blend those two, as far as like maybe experimenting and uh, being more financially uh, stable is um you know trying to trying to be more entrepreneurial younger because you know there's certain ideas that we had um when you were kids and it may have just been an idea you 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 and uh desert may have been walking down mean trying to go to the mall or something you'd be like hey man you know what 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 would be dope is if we had a little game shop or something or a little space where we can just all play games and just chill and stuff like that and it never materialized into a real idea because you know for whatever reason you just didn't really have the knowledge to do it or whatever so i just think like just just like kind of capitalizing on you know these ideas that we had um when we were younger yeah i just just think you don't have the foresight for it when you're that that age Mm -hmm. so it's only so much advice you could give yourself yeah um but i think with me personally just for me i think that the whole dealing with women thing is something i would have told myself but i don't Mm -hmm. even know if i would have listened Mm-hmm. I'd have been like, "Who is this old motherfucker trying to tell me about girls?" <laughs> you don't know? get no pussy. Yeah, but then what would have happened is I totally would have been the thirty-three-year-old me would totally get way more pussy than uh, the the twenty-year-old me because mm-hmm. I would have came to the campus and took every girl from that twenty-year-old guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got a question though. If you got in a fight, okay, right now this Keith now. Mm-hmm. The twenty-seven going on twenty-eight-year-old Keith. If he got in a fight with with Keith from younger from I say Keith, they play football at BC. Yeah, who would win that fight? 
Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> like I was actively playing sports, so I'm in better physical condition. And I haven't fought in so long. I think fighting is a little bit of a rhythm, so I might lose. <laughs> Y'all keep my what my ass. <laughs> uh, Keith was he was in real good shape, man. Mm-hmm. He was on like low key getting on swole. Like <laughs> yeah, Ch- uh, Coach Chudy retired. Yeah, yeah. I know. yeah shout crazy. out to Coach Chudy, man. That's my old uh, uh, college football coach. That's a trip. You got like football. Like football player Keith versus like mm-hmm. computer molecules, computer nerd, Keith. <laughs> computer nerd Keith. Dang, I think that that Keith was socked. Uh, this Keith. Was <laughs> <laughs> what oh, about man. you? Ah, oh, shit. I say, uh, I think I put hands on the young, the younger one. I think so. Yeah, He's wiser. Um, pretty I think I'm more pretty confident and more as confident, far as like uh, yeah. my abilities. But yeah, you know. Just as far as physicality, it, it might be tough. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll be able to put hands on that dude, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is this conversation is going left, <laughs> which means that, this, that we're nearing the end of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'd like to thank everyone for taking a, a listen to episode 94 of a Trucker's Mind podcast. We're getting close to 100. Yeah, man. And uh, we appreciate it, man. We got a lot more in store. I'm mm-hmm. not going to let you in on that because we, we're not talkers. We're doers. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Anything else, Keith? Um, that's about it, man. I mean, we got um, come to, um, if you are in Bakersfield, me and my finesse buddies, we're doing a lot of uh, open mics, you know, throughout the city. So come out to the, we mostly go to the rocking shop. So come out to the rocking shop, man, get some laughs and, um, enjoy yourself, have a beer, and you know, listen to some funny people talk about liberal women getting punched during sex. So, uh, yeah, right, yeah. getting socked in the head. Yeah, right. I just read a funny ass tweet right now that just popped this up. This nigga's on Twitter while I'm talking on the podcast. No, I listen to everything you said, but it but he's still up. on Twitter while you're talking on the podcast. <clears throat> it says, I'd gas up my girl for anything, she'd be running over curbs and shit, and I'd be like, Hell yeah, babe. You a bad bitch. Don't, don't, don't need no fucking road. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's funny. Oh, man. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for listening to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Finks. Out of here. Peace.